This is Sonophilia Editor-in-Chief Mariam Godar in conversation with Hans Christian Booz. Um, Chris, let's begin by getting a little background on what inspired you to found the AI company Ergo. At the time when we founded it, there was still complete AI winter, um, and I thought it was an interesting problem, and if we could ever solve AI, it would be fundamentally important because it could change the system. Okay, um, so what sorts of human problem-solving technologies does Ergo focus on? We actually combine many of the AI technology um, that is out there. We combine reasoning with learning, we use semantics, um, we also use natural language processing, so all of those together to build a general problem solver. The idea is to be able to automate anything that humans have already collected experience for. Okay, well, um, so how, I was looking at some of your um, previous talks, I watched your TED talk, and so I did a little extra research um, beforehand. How do you uh, propose to empower human potential and free up time for creativity and innovative thinking? Look, I think that um, we have basically taken the, the big sense out of, out of life, right? We work and we do things that we already know for like 70, 80% of our time. Um, and because we are, we are stuck in this system of uh, economies of scale and that means that we have to make people work like machines and that's not what people are made for and thus the more industrialized uh, a country or an economy is, the better a company uh, uh, is done in terms of processes and economies of scale, uh, the more depressed people you'll find and um, that can't be the solution. I believe that AI can do all that, AI can do this work and people can focus on actually creating new experiences or doing service from person to person because in the end we all enjoy contact with people most, right? Mm -hmm. Well, that's interesting. Um, actually, I've uh, done some you know, research on AI and I've spoken to different kinds of people who are in this field. Um, and I just kind of want to get your insight. How will AI revolutionize our world and what are sort of the risks and benefits of it? So it is my belief that AI is going to revolutionize the world by, by taking the need for um, standardization and uh, consolidation out of the system. So we can grow, we can broaden our horizon, we can do new things, we can innovate without ever having to um, standardize because and optimize because AIs are fantastic at, at uh, doing individual tasks and they're fantastic at optimizing over time. So that can be left to the AIs. This is basically what our system is, is work, uh, working for today, right? If you have an enterprise, um, the staffing of the enterprise is mainly done, how many people do I need to get that stuff done? Uh, with AI, the staffing of an enterprise is done and how many people do I need to have the amount of change that I want? How many people do I need to have the amount of progress that I want? And I would say that's a fundamental shift and that's where it's going. Okay. Um, now, if we could just switch over to maybe um, a little bit more personalized for Sonophilia. Um, I want to get your uh, an idea of what your passions are, what what kind of driving forces um, move you and make you tick? Well, I, my personal uh, feeling is that time is the essential factor, right? Time is the only limited resource that any of us people have. 
um, because uh, even if we introduce longevity drugs and all the things that are the, the hype of the day, um, time is still going to be very limited to us and, and we shouldn't waste it on 1% improvements. We should um, spend our time making new discoveries or dealing with people. And that's uh, what, what really moves me around. I think time okay. is back to people. Wow, I like that. Um, well, so what insights um, and purpose have you gained from your involvement with Sonophilia? What I really like about Sonophilia is that that um, it's a group of people from very different backgrounds. You have artists, you have um, business people, you have um, general people with a lot of experience and uh, people who, who you'd all think have this huge ego, but at Sonophilia, they, they step back and everybody's willing to listen to one another and learn from one another. And I believe that this different type of perspective is really what, what makes it happen and then normally the, the meetings that happen are so off the beaten tracks that that whoever goes there actually has made the time to be there fully and is not constantly emailing all right well that's actually that's amazing um what this is just like a final question and i kind of want to end all of the interviews with this just because i think it's really important for sonophilia in general um, what does creativity and, by default, creative leadership mean to you? Well, for me, creativity fall comes into three categories. To me, number one is the, what we call artistic creativity, right? These are people who are willing by themselves, of their own intrinsic motivation, uh, they're willing to go against mainstream. They, they are willing to do something that other people don't understand because they understand it. And it's uh, oftentimes it's the artists, the people who start painting blue pictures when everybody thinks you should paint photorealistically. And then years from then, the blue pictures are super hyped. Um, this ability to actually, this type of creativity to, to go against mainstream and not just optimize the mainstream, I would say, um, we generally ascribe this to artists, but obviously it's it's also necessary and should be available in, in all other parts of life. The second type of, of um, creativity is that engineering creativity, the, the ability to, to cobble stuff together um, out of the most unlikely parts of solutions, the things that um, don't seem logical at first if you don't know enough of the of the context and i believe that that's mainly what humans do and what what engineer like the original type of engineers the ones that thought of the wheel and <laughs> these yeah. type of people right so that kind of creativity and the third one i would say is pioneering the people who, who are willing to take more risk um and are, are only feeling happy if they take more risk and and Thus, uh, they do the things that have big rewards, that, but that others feel too risky. Um, and I think a big part of creative leadership um, is the pioneering part. I mean, if you look at leadership today, we try to uh, have, have so much security. We try to form a consensus the, on everything. We try to have decisions by committee and so on. Um, I think leadership actually um, has to go back to, to where it was, like someone to lead, to walk in front of the column, to say, yes, we're going to take that risk and we're going to do it. Um, and that, I would say, is the pioneering part. Um, but the pioneering part brought together with a sense of why do we need it? Um, that, I would say, is the creative leadership that we need. 
So um, which kind of leadership or creativity um, have you used when you're using or when you're working with Sonophilia? Which of those three? I think in Sonophilia you'll find all types of because all they're, three. <laughs> they're all all three, right? So uh, yeah. the artistic, the engineering and uh, the pioneering because they're all these different people. And that's what I find interesting. That's that's the that's the type of environment where where you learn new things. All right. Well, thank you very much. That was uh, a pleasure speaking with you. I appreciate you taking the time to uh, have this interview with me. All right. That was very fast. Thank you very much. Yeah. <laughs> no, thank you.